Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Joe Manchin had people on kayaks show up to his boat, T.L. Adam. Senator Sinema last night was chased into a restroom. Do you think that those tactics are crossing a line? I don't think they're appropriate tactics, but it happens to everybody. From the, <laughs> the only people it doesn't happen to are people who have Secret Service standing around them. Um, so uh, it's, it's, it's part of the process, yes. Following women into the bathroom is just part of the process. See, you've been doing it right this whole time. That's the President of the United States. Dismissing what is going on with Senator Kirsten Sinema. Following her into a bathroom, videotaping her while she's utilizing the bathroom. And the spin from the political left is just stunning. Because they think this is completely and totally normal. They think it's absolutely acceptable. One of the pieces of spin, best spin in the world, Senator Cinema locks the door on those who are trying to talk to her. All right, that's, that's a little bit of a paraphrase. But that's what they said. Locked the door. Because when you use the public facilities, as you know, you very often leave the door wide open and put up a sign that says, come on in and talk. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It is so good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, if Facebook is still up. And, of course, the phone number, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Does anybody think it's okay the way Senator Sinema was treated? Is anybody cool with that? Let me know. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. As I said, Twitter, Parlor Tony Katz. All this because she won't vote the way that others want her to vote. Now, we should be clear about something. If someone's not voting the way you want them to vote, you're allowed to voice your displeasure. Anybody on the political right who says that it is wrong to voice your displeasure loudly, well, they're not being serious people. Let me say that again. Anyone on the political right who thinks it's wrong to be able to loudly loudly voice your displeasure to a politico isn't voting the way you want them to is an unserious person. It happens sometimes on subjects like this because what they want to do is continue to move the story. But the story has to be moved in a way that has logical reason. If I see a senator standing on a street corner and and I scream out, you suck, I actually don't think it's helpful whatsoever, but there's nothing wrong with it. Don't vote for that bill. It's trash. Totally fine. Probably more better than saying you suck. Don't vote for that bill. It's trash. You vote for that. I don't vote for you. Totally cool. No problem. Doing it in a public bathroom, not okay. That's where we draw the line. That's where we say, oh, no, 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 no. It is 100% fine to voice your displeasure to an elected official. It is not so much okay to voice your displeasure in a public restroom. We're seeing this with school boards. I'm going to get into the whole conversation of the madness of the Department of Education and the Department of Justice and how you, the parent, and you, the adult, and you, the taxpayer, needs to fight back and fight. It doesn't matter what they call you. Domestic terrorist? Is that all you got? 
because that is not going to stop me from protecting my children in the classroom. Absolutely not. You're going to need you're going to need things that go boom to stop me from protecting my kid in the classroom. By the way, you call people domestic terrorists. Don't don't be surprised if they respond with uh, kiss off. But we'll get to that in a moment. That's, you would disagree with Senator Cinema because she won't vote for the $3.5 trillion infrastructure package, which is not infrastructure, and how nice it is to know that they've given up the ghost completely on this. They have completely given up on the idea that this is an infrastructure package. Just like they've given up on the idea that somehow it's wrong to do this to Senator Cinema. Even the White House, Jen Psaki, being asked a question by Peter Ducey, she tried to cover this one up. Let let me be clear here, because I think the context of what happened here is very important. Um, And Senator Sinema put out a statement this morning. So as she said, and I would reiterate from here, the protection of the freedom to protest, to speak out, and to criticize is fundamental to our democracy. The president believes that. Maybe he shorthanded it, but he wanted to make that clear this morning. He didn't shorthand anything. Because to shorthand it, you'd have to have the intellectual capacity to know what it is that was longhanded. He said, eh, it happens. It happens. Let's see it happen to Representative Sheila Jackson Lee. Let's see it happen to Representative Ocasio-Cortez. If it happened to Representative Ocasio-Cortez, she would break down and cry in the middle of the House. What are you talking about? She lost a vote and she cried in the middle of the House. She wept as many tears for losing the battle to keep Israel from getting a billion dollars for Iron Dome, which keeps all sorts of people alive. She lost the same amount of tears as she did for January 6th when she thought her life was in danger. And the same amount of tears when she went down to the border dressed in all white to cry in front of an empty parking lot. Because that's who she is. Lots of acting. Very little worthwhile policy. He didn't shorthand it. He dismissed it. And I think that's a worthwhile story. Because this gets into the conversation of decency. Now, I am very much focused these days on... I guess I put it all under the, 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 the umbrella of happiness. But I am very much focused on the importance of purpose, more and more and more. The idea of a purpose-driven life. And it, it's not for me, I think for many people, the idea of a purpose-driven life is, is a religious uh, thing. It's, 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 it's a religious connotation uh, to it. Uh, but rather, I, I, I look at it from the aspect of watching people dismiss their own decency for what they are willing to grab onto as a greater good. You've heard me say this before, that people out there will give up their humanity for their ideology. I often discuss this in a religious context. People who have given up the ghost on religion because politics have become their religion and politics are not religion. But they are looking for something that, that, that grounds them and gives them a, a center, gives them a purpose. So they're, they're looking to fill the gap. They're looking to fill the void. 
And 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 as an outsider, when when you look at that, you can actually say to yourself, "Okay, well that makes sense." And then, uh, hopefully, rationally, you're hit by the the idea. Emotionally, you're hit by the idea of, "Oh, that's very sad," because because it is. You give up your humanity for your ideology. The ideology becomes your purpose. And when that happens, you lose a sense of right and wrong, of good and evil, of, of what is known in the Hebrew as the Yetzer Tov and the Yetzer Hara. I bring you to Kirsten Powers. She was on Fox for a while. Now she's on CNN. And uh, I, I remember she came out as, as Catholic a while back. I think that that was it. And this whole uh, thing for her, which, okay, people go through things. They change. They change constantly. You know, they, 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 they find, um, you know, things that, that, that move them. But she tweeted out, which is worse, your grandparents being deported or being followed into a bathroom because you refuse to stop and listen by people desperate for your help this is not a trick question. No, it's not a trick question. It's an unbelievably bad question. Where is your sense of center, your sense of self, when you can engage in a, a level of moral equivocation of, your grandparents were deported. Should we really be worried if somebody walks into a bathroom and records you? You weren't followed into a bathroom. You were followed into a bathroom and recorded, and other people utilizing the restroom were recorded as well. You don't see that as an issue? Let's now take a step back to what you said, which is worse, your grandparents being deported or being followed into a bathroom. Well, I don't think we have enough information. Were your grandparents deported for no reason or because they broke the law and came to the country illegally? And were you followed into the bathroom because somebody else was using the bathroom? Or were you followed into the bathroom because they were trying to physically assault you? Why don't we go all the way down the road, Ms. Powers? Your lack of intellectual heft here is staggering. But the complete and total dismissal of your humanity is the thing that gives us pause. She wasn't the only one was not the only one. There is a guy out there I never heard of named Kyle Kalinske. Kyle Kalinske has himself a following. Kyle Kalinske has 444,000 followers on Twitter. He's got me beat. He's got me beat right there and a lot of views on uh, on YouTube, and I, and I watched one of the videos, and I said, oh, this is just not enjoyable at all. But here's his tweet. If you don't want to get followed in the bathroom, maybe support the bill. If you don't want to get sexually assaulted, don't wear that short skirt. Is it or is it not the same exact mathematics? Ideology instead of humanity. If you want to make the argument, as Kyle would like to make it, that polling that he has shows that people are in favor of the things within this legislation, that is how you win people over. If you don't want to get followed in the bathroom, maybe support the bill, is to condone the activity of those people who are in violation of the norms. As if somehow the norm should not exist. The humanity goes away, the ideology replacing it. You want me to favor that?
Or do you want me to recognize that Kyle Kalinske's a punk-ass bitch? Which one do you want me to do? Because I... Uh, Tony! I, I, there, there's one I'll do, and one Come I won't. On. There's one I'll do, producer Ari, and one I won't. You can't call people punk-ass bitches. What? This guy is willing to say it's okay to follow women into the bathroom. Punk-ass bitch is not a nice term. What, well, what, what term should I use? You By the way, you've now used it three times. You are to revert to that. You've now used it three times. I used it once. You just said it three times. You should go back and listen to what just happened. I thought you were doing a, a bit. <laughs> Give me another term. I'll use it. You're smarter than me, man. You can come up with it. So, so you just disagree with it, but you don't have any advice on what else I can use. It's I, I disagree with calling people the R word, but I can it, it, come it, with it, another it, word. It, I, I'm not even sure where you're at there. Is he a punk? Sure. Is this, is, is this, is this low rent and low class? Yes. Okay. We'll call it low rent and low class then. Does that make See, you feel better? See, I'm all right with that. Good job. Okay. As long as you feel better. When you supplant your, your humanity, when you replace it with your ideology, for how, what purpose can you have? What value system can you come up with? Now, you could say to me, Tony, you just got involved in name-calling. maybe. Shame on me. But is that really the takeaway here? Because if that's the takeaway here, you're just proving a point. How much work will one do to excuse the behavior of another? Are we going to rate the things? I think this is disgusting and despicable. And yes, worthy of a name. When I think of people who believe that it's okay to follow women into the bathroom, I think they are so-and-sos and such-and-suches. I got names for those people. But if you want to strip that away because we want to be good and kind and loving and decent people, well, then let us be clear. I'm not condoning, nor am I following women into the bathroom. Thus, anything I do from that moment to that comparison is clearly better unless it was something clearly worse. There is no way to condone the behavior of these people who followed the senator. Yet we have the president. We have people on social media. We have people in, in, in the news media condoning or refusing to condemn, equivocating and explaining away the behavior. That's valueless, you know? When I discuss the idea of purpose, I am not discussing the idea of perfect. I don't put myself in any category of perfect. I am, I am more than happy to say I am a work in progress. I, I, I have no, I, may, I make no bones about that. I am, a, I am absolutely a work in progress. But I have never given up my soul. And watching people who have on a series of subjects, never mind that the person who's chasing uh, a cinema into the bathroom or, or following her, I shouldn't say chasing because it really wasn't chasing, following her to the bathroom, admits she's in the country illegally, yet she feels empowered to do this. Uh, cinema should pass laws that allow her to stay in the country or allow her, her, her to do this or to do that. And, 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 and it's all about illegal immigration. It's, it's not about anything else. It's about her selfish need, not what's best for the country. 
It's all about the, uh, cinema got uh, you know somebody on a, on an airplane talking to her. All about their selfish need about immigration. It's not about anything else. It's not about what's best for the country. So how about the idea of what we condone and what we condemn? Is it based on selfish wants or is it based on what's best for the nation? Because maybe then you'd get a different answer. But in both cases, the answer is you don't follow women into the bathroom. That's weird. That's weird. To videotape them and to videotape them using a restroom, that's weird. That's weird. And to see a president and, and mainstream media and social media condone it and almost cheer it, that is a loss of the soul. That's the bigger problem. I'm Tony Counts. Dow Jones up over 400. Getting rid of any losses from the day before. Tony Katz, great to be with you. Tony Katz today. Yeah, Janet Yellen, she's the Treasury Secretary, saying the U.S. will face a recession if Congress doesn't address the debt limit within two weeks. Maybe. As opposed to, you know, the slowdowns that we're seeing right now. Gas prices that are criminal. Go and buy a steak. Get back to me on those prices. They were down for a while. They were solid for a while. Meat prices are through the roof. Now, maybe I'm a snob and I'm buying some pretty nice cuts. But I've seen the pretty nice cuts and I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. Literally, the game my wife and I play. No, no, not, not that game. Settle down. Please, please, can you? Can, that, that's that's my wife. Can you have a little a little respect? Hey, phrase it. The game we play is she will send me. Oh, I was gonna. I was actually gonna say she'll send me a photograph of some meat. I swear to you. Yeah, I that, didn't know where you were going with that's that. That's where I was gonna go. She'll be she'll be shopping and she will send a picture and she'll send a picture of something on sale and say, "What do we think? Can we make something out of this?" Oh, my wife does that too. That's happening all the time lately. But only in the meat section. Uh, never once do I get a photograph of some cookies and be like, huh? No. It's just like, can we do something with this? By the way, that's as blue as I get. No, that was good. That was all right? Yeah, no, I'm That good was all right, but the other thing was a problem? Tony, you know I'm soft. <laughs> that's true. That is very, very true. We'll see if the markets keep climbing. This is Tony Katz today on Facebook, if it's still up. Tony Katz Radio. Let's go, girls. Keep your eyes on the Virginia governor's race. Because a Terry McAuliffe loss there is a big story. A guy who was governor before ran the Democratic Party at Clintonista from the word go. This is a big story if a Republican can take hold of Virginia. Tony Katz. Tony Katz, today, it is so good to be with you. And part of the story regarding 
what's happening here is, well, what, what Terry McAuliffe did to himself in that debate where he said this about parents and education. Veto books, Glenn, not to be knowledge about it, also take them off the shelves. And I'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually you take books out and make their own decisions. You vetoed it. So, to yeah, I stopped the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. But, you know, not I get really books. tired. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach is going to haunt him and the progressives for forever. For forever. So much so that Terry McAuliffe has just put out a, a fundraising email. He's running, of course, he's fundraising. And the fundraising email is, is from Terry McAuliffe, and it's got the, the subject, is anyone even reading this? Which, of course, is very, very uplifting. It says, Terry for Virginia, and then it reads, look, I know hitting a $500,000 goal in three days is a tall order for any grassroots team. But after my last email flopped, I just asked my team if anyone even reads these emails. Now that is a tactic. Bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out. Your, your email flopped. You don't know if anyone's reading the emails. Good Lord. And then when you read the, the, the letter, this fundraising email that they've got, I just got off the phone with my campaign uh, team, and we screwed up. We really thought we were on track for our month, our month of online fundraising, but it looks like we got it wrong. Someone on my team must have miscalculated somewhere. These things happen. People make mistakes. I get that. So your team can't count. People aren't opening your emails. Oh, this is a mess. But maybe it's because parents heard you say they shouldn't have a say in their kid's education. Tie this in with the Department of Justice saying that we are going to take a serious look at what's happening with school boards and the violence against school boards across the country. The National School Boards Association had asked the Biden administration for assistance, and they suggested that the threats and acts of violence were similar to domestic terrorism. The school board association, your local school board, referred to you as a terrorist. That's what happened. That is what happened. Because you, the parent, or you, the taxpayer, want to have a discussion of what's going on in the schools. I am not discussing the idea of violence. I'm not going to condone that for a second. I'm going to condemn it. I'm not going to somehow condone harassment all of a sudden. I'm going to condemn it. But the same people who are okay with Senator Kirsten Cinema being chased into a bathroom, he wasn't chasing, but we'll call it that, because that's the, the nomenclature we're using. These are the same people who are somehow opposed to you speaking out about critical race theory being taught in the schools. And before we go on, let's be clear. Critical race theory is bigotry. Critical race theory is about teaching hate. Anti-racism is racism. The people who teach this are wrong. It is about dividing students, not bringing them together. It's about creating oppressed and oppressor classes. It's about deciding people are guilty for the color of their skin. It has no place in education, and it should be stopped. 
Parents should fight this with everything in them and then some. After all, it's your kids, parents. Not the teachers, not the unions, not the Department of Justices. They're our kids, the parents' kids. Just in case we needed to have a a kind of baseline from which to work. But the DOJ is now going after parents, calling them domestic terrorists. The question is, do you think this is going to work against parents? Ron DeSantis, he's the governor of Florida. He's willing to fight an order by uh, the Attorney General Merrick Garland that directs the FBI to address threats of violence against school officials, saying Attorney General Garland is weaponizing the DOJ by using the FBI to pursue concerned parents and silence them through intimidation. He put this out on Twitter. Florida will defend the free speech rights of its citizens and will not allow federal agents to squelch dissent. That this isn't a statement put out by every governor in the nation is sad. Says a lot about governors who don't stand up for the rights of parents to be able to speak out about what's going on in their kids' schools. But what DeSantis does well is remind people that it is the weaponizing of the Department of Justice and it is utilizing the FBI as a cudgel against parents for speaking out. Thank goodness Merrick Garland is not on the Supreme Court and let us thank Mitch McConnell for that. Without him, without his strength, we have Justice Garland. So next time you want to hate Mitch McConnell, just, you know, think of all of it. Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri going at Garland for utilizing the FBI in this way. But I must say to Governor DeSantis, and I must say to Senator Hawley, I haven't met either man. If I get the chance, I'm going to sit down and talk to them. Let me me try and, and help you with something here. Relax. The parents have made a decision, and the decision is we don't care what you call us. Do you really think The parent is concerned of being called a domestic terrorist. What does it matter? You already called us racists. I posted a video of Black Lives Matter protesters pointing guns at cars in my beloved Indianapolis, Indiana. That's what they did. They blocked traffic. The car was trying to get through. They pointed a gun at the car. The car then backed up, tried to go the other side. They ran to the other side to stop uh, the, the, the truck from driving, the car from driving with a firearm. In broad daylight, all I did was post a video with no commentary to the video. I got called suspected white supremacist. Does it matter? Does it? Well, it matters to an extent because these things in a hysterical world uh, create uh, uh, reasons for people to get violent. And and trust me when I say I believe that the Black Lives Matter groups of Indianapolis are violent, and it's one of the reasons I absolutely engage my Second Amendment rights everywhere I go. I want to be left alone. They can have their point of view and I can have mine. But when you call a guy a suspected white supremacist, you know, you're, 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 you're upping the ante there quite a bit. So knowing that they're violent people, what with their pulling firearms on cars? By the way, both people in the video who pulled firearms are white. We should be clear about that. I think they were, people wanted to say they were the security. Okay, whatever you say. But violent, if that's what you're associating with, and so I always protect and defend myself. 
Some people are into violence. Some people are into defense. Hey, teach their own, maybe. So, yes, a statement can indeed be a problem. The question is, does it stop you? And the answer is no. Hasn't stopped me from doing radio. They can gather by the doorstep there uh, by the thousands. It's not going to stop me from having an open and honest and clear conversation. Disagreement does not mean I have to stop. But in this situation, it is the government attacking the private citizen. And that requires massive pushback. And so I appreciate Governor DeSantis, and I appreciate Senator Hawley. It should be all the governors in the nation, regardless of political party. It should be all the senators, regardless of political party. You don't use the Department of Justice in this way. As it's the same way Barack Obama used the IRS as a cudgel against the Tea Party folk. Preventing them from getting uh, tax-exempt status, preventing them from this, presenting them from that, going after them. That's what Barack Obama did. That's his legacy. Don't tell me no scandals. It's the same exact thing. Because in the view of the elitist, you don't have rights. They have rights. When you have power, rights matter. When they have power, don't you understand that you're a threat? That's how they think. That's how they act. So I appreciate Governor DeSantis and I appreciate Senator Hawley for speaking out, but you must know that the parent has already made the calculation and the calculation is we're going to keep speaking out about what's going on in our kids' schools. We're going to protect our children at all costs. At all costs. It doesn't matter what you call us. It doesn't matter that my local school board has decided uh, the, the parents are too much of a threat and they're too unruly, so we only have virtual meetings. I told the parents to start holding meetings outside the, 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 the room. Just have your own meeting. Have it outside. Gather thousands of people. Get yourself a podium and loudspeakers. Let the police arrest you. What does it matter? It's civil disobedience. I thought that was super hip. What happened to dissent being patriotic? You'll notice I didn't say don't break anything. I didn't condone that. I'm not saying break anything or burn anything or destroy anything or ruin anything. What is this? This Is this a, a Minneapolis or Seattle? I'm not saying create a Chaz Chop, right? Uh, the autonomous zone or whatever they call the thing. I'm saying stand up for yourself. What does it matter if you get arrested? Big deal. Al Sharpton gets arrested all the time. The guy doesn't even pay his taxes. What are you worried about? Go ahead. You got to stand up. Domestic terrorist, does it matter what Merrick Garland, the guy who got picked last for kickball, says about me? By the way, I got picked second to last. Nobody picked the fat kid. I don't figured kickball, I would send it far. That'd be my take. But somehow I don't hold it against everybody. Guys like Merrick, you better believe it. At least that's what it looks like. Look at look at the power I have. Look at the pain that I can inflict. Look at the lies I can tell about people. Isn't that what the school boards are doing? How dare you interrupt us from our mission from God, which we don't believe in, to educate your children, because you don't know how. We're the experts. That's where, of course, a lot of this comes from. And I'm sure some of them believe in God. 
It comes from the idea that the parent doesn't know how to best educate the child, only the educator knows best. And that expertise comes above all, and therefore the parents must be split out of this. They don't get a say. No. The parents is the say. And what parents are doing right now is learning how to organize properly and get candidates to run so they can take other people out of the school board and put people who are rational in the school board. There are still going to be things you disagree with that person on. Remember, there's more than just curriculum at play here. You got to figure out budgets. Who are you going to be hiring? What are you going to do about the school, the bus driver shortage? How are you going to deal with building new schools? There are things that you will be paying attention to. But this boils down to the radicalness of the curriculum. And nobody should favor a curriculum that favors critical race theory and anti-racism, which both are concepts of bigotry that teach hate, that bring about divisions. Far different than whether or not you teach race. We should be teaching the importance of the United States post-World War II in the same way we should be teaching the Tulsa Race Massacre in its totality. Why wouldn't we? Is it possible that a nation can embrace its failures and still embrace its greatness? Because I believe the answer is yes. And I believe that is the only thing we can do to embrace our failures and embrace our strengths and see in these 200 plus years how it has become indeed a more perfect union. Better and better and better, bit by bit by bit. You want to argue not fast enough? That's absolutely fine. But history doesn't move at broadband speed. I'm all in favor of that. I'm not in favor of teaching the idea that there's oppressed and oppressor and that my children are guilty for the color of their skin. I have no interest in that. As a matter of fact, I'm willing to fight that. You can call me any name you want. And parents have decided you can call them any name you want. But we should be clear that it is the school board local to you that thinks this of parents. They believe that parents are the bad guy. Not because I say so, because the National School Boards Association said so. So if school boards don't want to have the adversarial relationship with parents, let them come out and say, we oppose this. We do not think our parents are domestic terrorists. Let them buy full-page ads in the local, are there still local papers? In the local paper, or on radio, or on television television or post on social media because if you're not well then okay you're the group that speaks for you has spoken parents speaking out not somebody who commits an act of violence which we all should rationally condemn parents speaking out for the benefit of their children are called domestic terrorists by the school boards meaning our neighbors they may still be the neighbor but they don't have to be on the school board I hope you're preparing to vote these people out, and I hope you're preparing for the people who get voted in to do the work, because they're going to have to. I'm Tony Katz.